Yes, land lovers. This here be the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. This be an unofficial podcast dedicated to the hit ABC TV show, Once Upon a Time. Now, this here be the main show episode where we give our further thoughts of the amazing Once Upon a Time episode we watched last Sunday. Now, if you called in or emailed in, you might be hearing your thoughts in the podcast. So keep a ruddy eye out for it. And now, let's take a closer look at all the Once Upon a Time treasure we found. Here is Captain and First Mate of the Once Upon a Time podcast. And now, Captain, permission to come aboard? Permission granted. Come aboard. Bring some cough drops, I guess. Yeah, we could use them right now. I could anyway. Welcome, oncers, one and all. Thanks for coming back. Yeah. And we have plenty of things to talk about. Mm-hmm. So this is the winter finale. We'll be discussing Going Home, the episode called Going Home. Yep. And this is episode number, this is podcast episode number 198. And you can get the show notes at onceuponatimepodcast.com slash 198. So actually, a little bit of news. Kind really? Of, yes. Okay. Yep. The venue for the Paley Fest event, mm-hmm. which will include, and it hasn't been announced yet, when it is announced that Once Upon a Time will be a part of the Paley Fest festivities, mm-hmm. it's no longer going to be at the Sabin Theater. Oh, that's a nice theater. It is a nice theater. I love that theater. It's a little... It's a little theater, mm-hmm. and it was very nice, I thought. Mm-hmm. That's true. But we, it has... And probably cha- historic, too, I'm sure. Sure. Yep, yep. And the venue for the Paley Fest has changed now mm-hmm. to the Dolby Theater at Hollywood and Highland. Formerly known as the Kodak Theater, I believe. Right, mm-hmm. and that's where the Academy Awards are. That's where the Iris Cirque du Soleil show was for a while. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So a number of uh, performers have performed there. Oh, yeah. So it is uh, a big deal in a much larger venue, Mm. but it's right down in the heart of Hollywood. Yes. And the Paley Fest is going to be from March 13th to March 28th, 2014. Mm, mm-hmm. Once upon a time has not been announced as part of that as yet, so okay. we want to be clear. <clears throat> I would imagine they will be though. But more than likely, they will, and we will be making our way down there. I gotta so. say, there is one plus to having it at the Dolby, and that's that there's a lot more um, things to do right immediately near there. True. Whereas Sabin was right in Beverly Hills and yes. really didn't have a whole lot of stuff around to do, you know, like have food or. You know, meet and walk around and check stuff out. So having right. it at the Dolby will be nice, and it's a bigger theater, so a lot more people can get in. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll think about maybe having some type of a little meetup or something, some close yeah, thing. We'll close probably to find, it. figure something out. We'll we'll see. 
No, no promises yet, but we'll, we'll see. We have a few months to think about it. That is correct. But uh, but it's nice that it's fairly close to us mm-hmm. and don't have to get on a plane, so it's nice. Yep. All right. So I know this kind of goes against us talking about spoilers, but since it was in a promo attached to the episode, mm-hmm. and since it's everywhere now, mm-hmm. uh, Rebecca Mater is playing Alphaba, the Wicked Witch of the West. Mm-hmm. And that is the new villain. Remember, we had talked a number of times about if... Regina is now nice or nicer, and possibly Rumpelstiltskin's gone. Mm-hmm. Possibly, no, he's not. I know, but they need a new villain. They can't. And Pan is gone. Yeah, Pan's definitely dead. So, anyhow, they need a new villain. So I think the Wicked Witch of the West will fill the shoes. Pardon the pun. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, but I have a problem. Okay. I have a problem. The hat. Okay. The hat. The hat. The hat. Okay. I look. I love Lost. I you know Rebecca Mater's fantastic mm-hmm. actress, mm-hmm. and I love the character, the Wicked Witch of the West. I think they're going to do a fine job. I don't know how they're going to step around Wicked and that kind of retelling. I don't know what they're going to do there, but the hat kind of. I'm not warming up to it really that much. I okay. got I got big love for Eduardo Castro. I think he's fantastic. The, he's genius. The choices costume. and the mm-hmm. costumes in this show is fantastic, mm-hmm. but the hat kind of drives me crazy a well, little bit. Well, he may not have made the hat. Understand okay. that a costumer and a milliner are not the same because it would have been a milliner. <clears throat> Excuse me, a milliner who would have created the hat, and they may have a separate milliner. He okay. may work with whoever it is. Right. He may have helped design it, but I, I can't say for sure that it's all Eduardo. Well, uh, like I said, I'm not a hater. I'm just not. I'm not loving it because I understand that they're getting away from the pointy witch hat that we're right. used to, and they've done that a lot. They they, they take a classic view of how mm. someone's mm. dressed. In the costume of a classic cartoon and kind sure. of twisting it around. I get that. I love that. And that's not a problem. So instead of a pointy top of the hat, it's kind of a curved hat. I, and, See, and, and I, I, didn't, I, just, I didn't pick that up. So maybe I just need to go find ugh, that again. Boy, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to geek out for a minute, but there was a, a lead singer of the band called The Cult. I really enjoyed their music. Mm-hmm. And he wore a strange hat, very similar uh, to this hat. Okay. And I, I reminded me of that. And it also reminded me of another hat I did not like from the movie Von Helsing. Okay. Oh, I did not like that hat. It, the, oh, boy. Okay. So anyway, it's just maybe it's reverting back to things I did not like with those kind of hats. Oh, okay. So anyway, <clears throat> I trust the Milner, right, of the Milliner. show. Mm-hmm. Milliner. And, you know, but I just got to get used to it. So... If you're the milliner of the Once Upon a Time show, you may want to send me an email and kind of help me out. You can send it to feedback at onceuponatimepodcast.com. That would be tremendous. Well, it's entirely possible that um, this hat was made by Jefferson. That could be. And then maybe there's the connection with that. Yeah. I have to talk to Jefferson about that. All right, uh, so let us move along. 
Let's talk about some views from the deck. Okay. Now, <clears throat> as we kind of discuss this, there's going to be some callbacks to some of the emails we get. So I don't know if we even want to start now, but yeah. I, here's some. We, Let's we, just roll through this because this is these are our thoughts from whatever. And if it happens to coincide with our emails, it coincides with the emails. Okay. I was, I was trying to be more, I don't know. I mean, kind of together. But anyhow, all right. So we just rewatched the episode. Okay. A couple of things that jumped out to me is one is finding someone who is lost. That really came out in the flashback um, scene with Rumple and Bell. Because mm-hmm. uh, Bell said, well, is he, is he gone? No, he's not gone. He's just lost. How old would he have been is what she right. said. And he's like, he's not dead. He's just lost. And so, you know, kind of connecting with the arc that's ending, Neverland, Lost Boys, Lost Girl, Lost. Um, And we know that Hook found Swan. So it's this whole idea of finding people and and, and all that. So I just thought that was interesting that that was kind of um, focused on. Also, believing in yourself, that was another uh, hope Mm-hmm. You know, was another mm-hmm. one. But just uh, believing in yourself was another kind of theme that kind of jumped out this time as well as lost and finding. Uh, so the pain of the new curse and the pulling apart of the group will bring a happy ending for Emma. And I was thinking about that as we were watching and I turned to you and I said, so a happy ending for you, sometimes it's not for you, it's for other people. And that's kind of hard to to grasp because usually it's like, I want, I want. But, right. but sometimes, especially holiday times, gift giving times, birthday times, whatever, is when you give a gift to somebody, sometimes that's more rewarding. Well, I think than, that that's the, so. honestly the mark of true love is true, pure love is when you actually want someone else's happiness above your own. Yep. When their happiness means everything to you, you can't be happy unless they are. That's 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 where I think, you know, you look at that's deep love. Yep. And the um we did see Archie. I didn't mention that initially, but we did see Archie in that uh, final group. Right. Granny Archie, the dwarves, Blue, Tinkerbell, Hook Bay, Bell. Yep, I I said it before, I'll say it again. I wish we would have saw uh, Tinkerbell get her wings. That's all. (laughs) All right, uh, so I rewatched the one year later scene a couple of times, actually. Mm -hmm. And so I will kind of go through the things that I saw. And I think you may disagree with me, so that'll be some good discussion. Charlie's girl uh, was playing. That, yes. Um, I, I missed that the first time. Which, again, through. if you ask me, is a little bit of a nod to Lost and to Claire, who is Charlie's girl, who is Belle. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, but also is direct connection to <clears throat> Broken, uh, which that was playing right. at the beginning, too. Uh, it was a high-rise apartment, which was similar to Broken as well, uh, seeing above all. Mm-hmm. Also, um, it was almost like, because in 
the story, Brooke, they all kind of congregated at Granny's for breakfast, it seemed to me. They went there for cocoa and that kind of sure. thing. So, um, but in this situation, it's almost like she is kind of uh, not wanting to leave, kind of wanting to stay in. And maybe I'm I'm over I'm I'm looking too close at it, but anyway, that's just what I it's saw. It's possible. I, I just think honestly, what that really represented was that's the norm, yeah. because that was the one thing that Regina actually gave her was a normal mm-hmm. life, right? The future was not, you know, fake. The future was was going to be real memories, right. but the past wasn't. So. Who knows where she got that fake memory, but that's the normal thing is for a mom to cook her kid breakfast. Yep. Scrambled eggs is hugely popular among little kids, especially. So, and, and big uh, kids pancakes too. And, and pancakes. Uh, but she for, chose to do right. scrambled eggs. Well, you know, and, pancakes and, the, and pancakes and the, scr- and the cocoa for breakfast. And, yep. and so, I mean, that was just a normal scene. Henry watering plants. That was a normal thing to do. So I think that was just a, a tip of the hat to what Regina had promised her was a normal life. The the one thing I noticed about the uh, plants was that they were real. <clears throat> and let me let me finish. In Storybrooke, the plants that we saw inside were all fake. They were uh, wallpaper. They were designs. Sure. Uh, um, cut out designs, and so it gave a a fake view of. The for, fairy tale forest, right? Fairy tale right, land, right? Right. But now it's real, real plants to kind of giving that same kind of um, idea. Yep. So um, uh, let's see, and uh, you know, it's almost like Henry is latently in the background keeping alive that fairy tale land in a way, watering, yeah, the, watering plants. the plants. So it's, it's you know thematically. Mm-hmm. So um so let's talk about the cocoa. I want to play a, a a clip from I believe it's a pilot or the second episode. I think it was the pilot though. There you go. Thank you. But I did not order that. Yeah, I know. You have an admirer. Ah, so you decided to stay. Observant. Important for a cop. It's good news for our tourist business. It's bad for our local signage. It's a, it's a joke. Because you ran over our sign. Look, look, the cocoa was a nice gesture. And I am impressed that you guessed that I like cinnamon on my chocolate, because most people don't. But I am not here to flirt, so thank you. But no thank you. I didn't send it. I did. I like cinnamon, too. Don't you go to school? Duh. I'm ten. Walk me. So what's the deal with you and your mom? It's not about us. It's about her curse. We have to break it. Luckily, I have a plan. Step one, identification. I call it Operation Cobra. Cobra? That has nothing to do with fairy tales. Exactly. It's a code name. To throw the queen off the trail. So everyone here has a fairy tale character. They just don't know it. That's the curse. Time's been frozen until you got here. Hey, where'd you get that? Your mom. Don't eat that. Okay. Uh, all right. What about their past? They don't know. It's a haze to them. Ask anyone anything and you'll see. So for decades, people have been walking around in a haze 
not aging, with screwed up memories, stuck in a cursed town that kept them oblivious. I knew you'd get it. That's why we need you. You're the only one who could stop our curse. Because I'm the daughter of Snow White and Prince Charming. Yes, and right now, we have the advantage. My mom doesn't know that. I took out the end, the part with you in it. See, your mom is Snow White. Kid. I know the hero never believes it first. If they did, it wouldn't be a very good story. If you need proof, take them, read them. But whatever you do, don't let her see these pages. They're dangerous. If she finds out who you are, it would be bad. So the difference is now there's no curse, really. The curse was undone. Mm -hmm. But a lot of elements in that are still kind of in play, except they're really specifically Emma and Henry are walking around in a haze. Sure. They don't know. They don't know who they are. Who they are. Mm -hmm. So Hook is the Henry character in a way, Mm -hmm. so far Mm -hmm. that we know, Mm -hmm. is coming to try and explain what's going on, why... If she sees him again, and I'm trying not to, I mean, there were little things in mm-hmm. the promo, whatever. But anyhow, the hook is the new Henry, who knows more than they do. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how they're going to pull that off. You know, when we saw the smoke envelop the town, uh, I saw the smoke go around the book. Was the book kept? Are they going to use more digital devices to to tell stories? Because that was another thing is uh, Blue said, you know, uh, Regina said, we'll go back to being stories. Mm-hmm. And then Blue said, your story will be. Um, Our story will be revealed. Revealed. Mm-hmm. Right. And so the story, when she they're believed. Right. The story will be revealed, which means that they will come to life or anyway, belief in a story. Sure. So. Anyway, I don't know how they're going to do that with this. Um, you know, the the book is kind of an, an interesting thing, but I would I think it'd be fun for certain things on television to come on, maybe, and then watch it and say, hey, that, that reminds me of something, you know? And then as they go through, I don't know if it's going to be places or items or things. I also don't know if we're going to be meet up with other fairy tale characters there in New mm-hmm. York. Mm-hmm. You know, based on what we've heard, I mean, from this, the curse uh, being undone is everybody goes back to where they are, where they're from, where they're from. But I think it would be fun to bump into. But how? Right. And that's the key. Mm -hmm. We know we know Hook gets back, but we don't know how anybody else could possibly. And who would have any motivation to get back and be in? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I I don't I don't foresee that happening. I mean might be interesting, but I just don't see, see that happening. What I do yeah. think will happen, though, is that there will be a similar situation with Graham. Remember how Graham started kind of seeing stuff? Yep. And then he, uh, you know, gradually started getting little bits and pieces of his memory. And then when he really, truly kissed her. Right. Hook kissed her. But before he had a really good chance to get her to kiss him back, she need him. Right, right. Right in the family jewels. Right. So, uh, yeah, if she if he gets an opportunity to actually truly kiss her, kiss her, it may make a difference because he didn't really get a chance to kiss her. 
Henry did have the gift to see uh, Mary Margaret as her fairy tale counterpart because the story was revealed to right. him. So, so that's what I'm saying is is I think we've seen a glimpse of kind of what's going to happen. Right. In reverse, but it's anyway. Similar. And that very well may be so. the key is that at some point in time, Henry will see these folks and because he, he didn't see Hook. She didn't say who it was. She didn't tell him to describe him. So it's very possible that because Henry's different and is, is you know, special, that it's possible when he sees these folks, he may start seeing things and may start to kind of think he's going a little crazy or something. Yeah. I, I do see a lot of similarities with Fifty First Dates in that, n- not over and over and over, but at least explaining. Look, we kind of like each other a whole lot. I, you don't believe that, you don't right, know that, right, but we right. did. Yeah. And 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 let me tell you a story. You know, blah blah blah. And I still don't believe you, Hook. Yeah, but you don't remember this or. Do you remember it, he has to have something? And I think that her baby blanket may have something important to do with it. I don't know. Well, where is her baby blanket? That's a good question. I, I was looking in the background. I didn't see it. But If it's anywhere, it's going to be in. It would have been in Storybrooke, which means it's gone. Yeah. So um, what? And as jo- for the book, sorry, I think the book is gone, too. Okay. Then, then we we still have the opportunity for digital signs. We have something. the opportunity for all kinds of things, right. and somebody else could rewrite the book. Because again, what I really want to see is how who wrote the book, how did it get to be in Mary Margaret's closet, right? Who put it there? Well, you know, a lot of people are lining up and pointing at Blue. She was a writer of the book, and also she placed it in there. So it's possible, possible. but did she remember she was Blue? She was Mother Superior. Right. We don't know if she right. remembered that. The only person who did remember was Jefferson. Yeah. Jefferson knew who he was. So I don't know if the, he had anything to do with it, which would be interesting. They need to bring him back. But anywho, bottom line is that um, there's a lot of interesting things they can do with this, and I'm very excited for where they're going to go with it. So uh, what job would you wake up at 8.15 for? I, I keep thinking that the day we saw at the one-year-later scene was either Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, it's possible. Because, you know, when you wake up at 8.15 and your little boy that should be in school is still in pajamas eating breakfast at 8.15. Right. It's probably a holiday or a, a, right. a weekend, and it's probably just a normal weekend. I would imagine Saturday or Sunday, like you said. Yeah. So, um, but we did 8.15 on the clock. Um, mm-hmm. I also did see some chains and shackles hung on the wall. I'm just... Oh, interesting. So, I don't know. Breaking freedom? I don't, I don't know what that well, means. Well, so. chains and shackles would be something that they would use in a prison. Right. So, so let's talk about this. Um, I, I think the instant people would think and say, oh, she's a bounty hunter again. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, don't think, think so. I don't, I don't think, think so. she is either. I, I think that's a dangerous life. Yeah. I think she was good at it. Mm-hmm. But um, I think my theory, are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think she works for an adoption agency. And that's, that's what a I think. fantastic theory. So. Because that would make sense. It really would. It'd be something that Regina would, you know, give her that. Do you know what I mean? Because she Regina knew how much joy 
that the agency right. brought her. Right. And so if she could be involved in that, and in, in a way that would kind of have a uh, somewhat connection right. that, that that maybe one day she'll remember, wait a minute, this is, hold on. Well, I don't anyway. know about the connection piece, I but I do, I do think that that would be something that she would do for her is give her something that is a very you know, noble profession that would be very rewarding and make her happy to, because she herself didn't give Henry up. So as a result, you know, she either, you know, works for an adoption agency, but but who knows? But she was, and she knows about it, the difficulty of living in the foster system. And I think she would, would w- work very hard right. to find the best home right to give the children. kids yeah. their best chance. You bet. So you yeah, bet. that makes total sense. That actually yeah. would be a fantastic, brilliant idea for her for her career. Yep. All right. Uh, I also noticed some umbrellas next to the door. Okay. I guess maybe she could have yanked an umbrella out and hit hook over the head, but <laughs> she just need him. You know, it's a little more effective. Maybe later she'll need him. She'll need. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so, and it was interesting that Archie had an umbrella when he met uh, Emma in Storybrooke. Yeah. And I did. Um, so, yeah, the whole uh, Coco with cinnamon thing was actually introduced by um, Henry. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Uh, and the apartment number was 311. So all you folks with the lost numbers, go ahead. Uh, I don't think 311 had anything to do with anything in Lost. It was a band. They've, they did a song in 50 First Dates, by the way. What? The the movie, 50 yeah. First Dates. Yeah. Uh, the band 311 did a song. Oh. In that uh, film. Did not know that there was a band called 311. Yeah. Okay. Amber or something. Anyway. Okay. So wow. the that's um, obscure. <clears throat> yeah, three eleven. Nice little obscure fact. But anyway, right. go ahead. So Henry didn't seem too freaked out about a man dressed up as a pirate kissing his mom at the door. I don't know. Okay, he didn't see who it was. She didn't tell him. Okay, that's why he wasn't freaked. She was a little concerned. She goes, "You stay here." Right. That's you know? exactly. So. That's exactly right. Yep. She didn't because she wasn't expecting anybody. And anytime the doorbell rings and you're not expecting someone to come over, it's a little unnerving. And especially in New York, right? right? Every time the doorbell rings, it's a pirate coming to tell you something. If only that were true. <laughs> All right. Because I would be like making sure our doorbell is ringing really good. I know. Alina sent us an email mm-hmm. and said that she thinks that the Wicked Witch will make Regina go back to her evil ways. And I mm. agree. It's possible. Because when you turn good, you have to be challenged. And so I think... Well, sure. I think somehow they will have some type of connection or they know each other. Sure. Regina knows all the evil She characters. does. She knows everybody. She really does seem to have this... And then she'll say it again. She'll say, well, it's kind of difficult to uh, explain, but yeah. 
Sure. It's complicated. Mm-hmm. Complicated. Yeah. Uh, all right. My sent a great email, and she said she's reeling. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's talking about Rumple and Bell, the cruel circle. Yep. Rumple is not dead, not just because Robert Carlyle is one of the biggest fan has one of the biggest fan bases, but because he's Rumple. I think they are going to make us think he is dead, and he won't show for a while. Rumple thought Bell was dead. Now it's Bell's turn to think that Rumple's dead. Uh, which, by the way, I don't really. Uh, she doesn't ship, but I feel really bad for Rumble fans. Uh, that they get a kiss, then a second, then a season of pain, kiss, season of pain. I, I understand what you're yep. saying there. Um, Rumpel proved that he was not a coward. He rose above it and went up against his father. I think the Dark One is dead, but Rumpel is still alive, if that's possible. Yeah, so. and it's possible that the undoing was the undoing of the Dark One curse. Mm-hmm. It didn't mean it's his death. So that, I mean, the seer didn't say he would die, just said his undoing. Well, what needs to be undone? The dark one. Yeah. Right? All right. Uh, Shady Blue. She has something to say about Blue. Blue is still shady. And the fact that she's back makes her shadier. I might have been a little too strict. You think? Although she finally called Tinkerbell, Tinkerbell. So that's something. About her shadow, maybe her shadow was returned because she was the last shadow that had been taken. It could be. I think that once the big shadow was destroyed, Mm -hmm. all the shadows went back to what? Except, no, that's not true. Because Rumpel said, no, my shadow's not connected to me. Hold on. His shadow was taken by himself. He cut his own shadow out. Pan's shadow took uh, Blue's shadow. Yeah. Okay, so any shadow that Pan's shadow took probably got returned when Pan's shadow was destroyed because he was controlling them. He he took them and became their master, so to speak. Mm-hmm. They did his bidding, and we saw that on the island. So I believe that's why, and that's why Rumpel's shadow had nothing to do with it because Rumpel's shadow was not taken by Pan's shadow. It was taken by himself. He cut it out himself. Yeah. Um, my feels that, uh, the black fairy is Maleficent. All we really know is that she was put in exile. She was exiled. The black fairy was exiled. The blue fairy exiled the black fairy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's really kind of all we know. And, right. you know, she feels right. it could be Maleficent, uh, you know, and, and with this new curse undoing is Maleficent back to the way she was. You know, and that's kind of, <clears throat> it's kind of losty in that these flashbacks and flash sideways and flash all around, it could yeah. undo a lot of different things. So dead, maybe not dead after all. Right, right. And that's that's anyway. the thing. I mean, look, yeah, I mean, if her essence is there, would she end up going back to the Enchanted Forest? Maybe. I, I still... It still cracks me up that sentinel, whatever version after the 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 dragon was killed, it did look like a really weird looking um Hugh Hefner with a, a smoking jacket on or something. It was really strange running around screaming. Yeah, the essence, <laughs> when Hook was, went down the there. essence was crazy. I, that was bizarre. But yeah. that was season two, and that's why. Uh my is a Regina fan. 
she says, I am now and forever officially a Regina fan. She's accepted all of her faults and made the ultimate sacrifice of giving up Henry and then giving uh, Emma and Henry memories of a life together. So um, I agree. I think I think yeah. a lot of people kind of went. If you would have talked to people in season one, it's like, what do you think about Regina? Oh, I hate Regina. Oh, she's awful. But if you talk to him now, it's like, oh, she's so sweet. <laughs> what a wonderful thing we she love did. Her. Yeah. You know, but we saw glimpses of it in season two. Sure. So, well, and that's the thing. I mean, look, let's face it. We've said from the very beginning that not all characters are all good or all bad. It, it, everybody has both. Yeah. And which one do you cave into? Which one do you allow to control you? And that's the thing is that Regina is now, you know, letting go of that whole need for revenge and is actually doing the right thing and putting other people's happiness above her own. Yeah. Which is fantastic. You know, and I doesn't think, mean she still won't do evil things because let's right. face facts, she's done some pretty, pretty nasty things. Thankfully to the bad guys, right. but she's done some pretty nasty things. She still does that. And she still has the capability of doing it. But you know, ha- having understood her backstory, it actually really is a it's a fantastic character development. I I love it. I would really like to see her and Tinkerbell as friends. I think that would be kind of yes. neat. And I still want to see her finally get true love with Robin Hood. I won't say anything. I will just continue on. Oh, please do. All right. Uh, so Emma's not done. Mm-hmm. Um, I has some thoughts about that. Emma saying, I'm not done. This broke my heart because after searching her entire life, she finally has her family, her son, her pirate, her friends. And now she has to say goodbye to all of it once more. It's nowhere near fair. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But as we all know, life is not fair. And, you know, life is full of lessons to learn things. And sometimes it's not Emma's lesson. It's other people's lessons. And, and you know, I think we've seen a lot of growth in this first half of season three. Yeah. I still think it's the man. I can't say it was better than season one. But oh, it's so far close, man. It has it is. been pretty epic. Look, season yeah. one, season one was wonderful to lay the foundation. Right. Season two was a little shaky. Uh, yeah. Season three has been just stellar. Yeah. I, I honestly can't think of anything that just really like just torqued me to the point where I was like, okay, really? Everything has been spectacular. And I know some people disagree with me and that's fine, but I'm telling you comparatively speaking, this has been an epic epic season and we're only halfway done. Yeah. That is so the, oh my gosh. The, I I think the thing about this season 3 is that it could have gone farther. A lot of the things where I think they may have had missteps, but it doesn't bother me mm-hmm. is that these deaths weren't f- complete deaths and mm. these cliffhangers were not complete cliffhangers that took for instance who was in pan's box kind of took a turn like we are used to but in season two we had the stanley's memories gone and then that went on for a long time the wrap-up i don't want to talk about the wrap-up at this point of that but it's just we see in season three things are happening so fast that you know brad mentioned it there's no sense of danger, no sense of urgency. Mm-hmm. It's just people are dead and then they're alive. And then why? Well, it's just, you know, 
shadow, magical, something, you know. So, but that's anyway. the thing with magic, right? Uh, so, but anyway, I think Emma is um, maybe it's Emma's turn because she really maybe that's what the the whole thing of I'm not done. Maybe she hasn't really kind of embraced her as savior or as mom. And I think this is going to be kind of a really interesting time for her, you know, to face a lot of things um, with that. Uh, so mine continues. Uh, maybe a pirate can help her complete her destiny. Uh, and uh, is she a savior anymore? So, you know, those are, you know, questions about, you know, Hook being right. there. Um, yeah, you know, is he going to lead her through this process? And I think so. I think he's going to be her Yoda, you know, just like, uh, you know, August was Emma's Yoda before, you know, kind of helping her, yep. bumping her along through that. All right. Uh, friends and the captain. All right. My sweet, my sweet dear. Okay. This yes. is for you. My um, said, uh, did you guys watch Friends? I will say no. Yep. My wife will say. Oh, absolutely. Every episode. Odd question, but uh, I know, bear with me. Remember in the final episodes that Rachel was leaving to go to Paris and she says goodbye to everyone but Ross. Ross thinks it's because she doesn't care and she tells him this. You really think I didn't say goodbye to you because I don't care? Because it's damn hard, Ross. So if you think that I didn't say goodbye to you because you don't mean as much to me as everybody else, you're wrong. It's because you mean more to me. Emma was going... Uh, into the bug before he stopped her and you see and you can see that that's where she starts to fall apart quite a vessel you have there swan i see i see what you did there one word from saying captain swan yes because he said quite a vessel you captain there swan yeah right uh there's not a day that will go by or that goes by that I won't think of you. And she answers, good. Uh, she doesn't want him to stop thinking about her. This man, this pirate who wormed himself into her heart, uh, and she is going to lose him to this curse. She wants to be selfish for a second, and I know he's going to keep thinking of her. Then he gives her one of the most uh, in-love looks we've ever seen in this show and not only that we see her look at him in the same way and i agree i i think there was and, and is a connection there most so. definitely <clears throat> there is most definitely a connection there and you know he even said it he goes i didn't think i could love anyone again after mila and I i'm finding myself that i'm in love with you and that's i mean that's a big deal it's a huge deal, especially yeah. knowing that there's like all kinds of complications, you know, because of Henry, because of her parents, because of, you know, who Henry's grandfather is, who Henry's father is and that relationship. I mean, that's a crazy thing. But he he me personally, I think he is the better choice for her. They're they're definitely a great match. Yep. All right, uh, my continues. There's a connection to a charming letter in the past. Um, she says, this reminds me of two things, Charming's letter to Snow in uh, the first season. Not a day goes by that I've not thought of you. And Star Wars, specifically Han Leia's first I love you, and I know, uh, when he's being lowered into uh, 
the uh, carbon freezing chamber thing. Uh, who who were the last people to s- we see before the curse takes them away? Killian Snow and Regina. Uh, they're the biggest parts of Emma and Henry's life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, good yeah. Point. Where was Neil in all of this? He was standing in the background. Yep. Um, and he said the most un, uh, you know, to me. Now I know people are going to hate me. That's I'm sorry, but you know, Neil, the most un romantic thing ever this isn't over like okay <laughs> is this a, a thread or man okay fine I, I think he said i will see you again something like that mm-hmm. all right uh killian jones and hope all relationships start out with hope and this is from adam horowitz uh, quote and the hope that it can overcome all obstacles happy endings start with hope not all relationships all great relationships oh, okay sorry Got to get that right, Uh, sweetie. Snow, I know. Snow said, happy endings start with hope. I was hoping that it would be you hooked to Emma in um, Tallahassee. He must have said that to her in the episode Tallahassee. Yeah, I don't. I was trying to. I can't remember that. I don't remember the part either. But if there's something I've learned from you, hero types, is that there is always hope. Hooked to charming in Neverland. Um, I was hoping it meant something, Killian to Emma in Neverland about the kiss. I was hoping you felt the same way, Killian to Emma in New York. Yep. Yep. So he's he, all about he hope. has made, yeah, he, he has really kind of taken that in as part of his uh, mantra, dogma, yep. and belief. All right. Uh, one year later, so she has some thoughts about the final scene. Let me preface this by saying that they could have sent anyone to look for Emma, Charming or Snow, are her parents, although, yes, they would be hard to believe, so maybe they aren't the best choice. Regina, she's the one that gave Emma the memories, and she's Henry's mother. Well, but, and, no, she couldn't because she said for I, the I, cursed work, she has to stay away. There you go. That's what I was going to say. Yep. But yep. e- either way, I mean, you've got two choices, two reasons why. Yep. Uh, Neil. Neil is the only person Emma still remembers because he's Henry's father. Right. Um, he has actually he's actually lived in New York, and he got pretty has a pretty good understanding of our world. But no, they sent the pirate who is dressed head to toe in black leather, who has no real knowledge of how our world works. Uh, to look for her. And that's right, because he has no memories of the last 10 or so years. No, he, Storybrooke, he, he has no he has no uh, present Storybrooke or New York memory, because that's all been taken away, right? Well, okay, so Storybrooke never happened. Right. Okay. So, so Cora, no. Well... That's where this is going to get really fuzzy because let's face facts. They all know Cora, Mm -hmm. but how did she die? Right. Or did she come back to life? Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be very crazy. Here's the thing. I don't think they've forgotten it. I don't think that their memories are wiped. They all know all of this. She's the one who doesn't have the memories of Storybook. Fair enough. Okay. So he right. does remember everything. And I'm sure he remembers New York. And I'm sure he remembers how he got there. I'm, I'm sure he remembers all of that. You're right. Okay. It's just. Um, explaining it to her would be the most insane thing. Okay. Yeah. There's a place. It's not on your map. We've been there. 
Right. Really? Okay. Right. And yeah. and exactly that. I mean, that's the, the part that's going to be real interesting is him having to, or him finding a way to explain that to her. And, and we've talked about um, the, the greatest relationships are ones that have to crawl over these huge mountains of doubt and difficulty. Those last. Those are, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm generalizing here, but it's just, that's, I think, what a great relationship is. It goes through difficulties. And it's like, this is not going to be easy no. for Hook or Emma no. at all. No. In, in, in Henry. It's just, it's not going to be easy. Right. So, right. I mean, I think he will get need in the family jewels, family jewels a number of times <laughs> to kind of get to the point where, maybe you know, maybe so. we'll see. All right. Uh, so there's a, you know, number of great things. Um, you know, when she's, when he sees her face at last, mm-hmm. you know, and he explains he's an old friend and, um, you know, so great stuff. She's like, I know you're not going to remember, but, yeah. <laughs> or he said that to her. I know yeah. you're not going to remember this, but and you can't um, remember. You can't remember. She uh, she was discussing the lost memory and the kiss, um, the one with Charming and Snow in um, season one, Heart of Darkness. Um, there's also uh, season two, uh, the in in the name of the brother with Rum Bell. Um, and now season three going home with Captain Swan. So this this whole idea of the lost memory and the kiss and who are you and I don't know you and, and that kind of thing. Right. So, yes. And um, yeah, she says this is technically not a curse. And that is true. Right. She so, hasn't been cursed. So She's no just been get, right. It. How do you yeah. break it? Well, yeah. I mean, think about it. How did Belle's memories come back? Yep. Rumple didn't kiss him back. Mm-hmm. Right. True. So. All right. Thank you, Mai, so much for that. And we got uh, a. A first time emailer. Oh, nice. I figured I'd do something. I'll have to think of some kind of nice sound. But a first time emailer. This is from Lindsay. And I believe Lindsay is one of our friends from the Facebook page. All right. All right. Uh, so she thinks she agrees with us. That this is the best episode of Once in the Upon a Time ever. Mm-hmm. And um, she forbades Rumble to be dead. Yep. She has said it. Yep. And uh, all right. So there's a couple of things. Um, some great, great points. Um, she was wondering if the darlings left Storybrooke. And I, I'm going to kind of go with, I think they did, because when they said we need to go back as a family or something like that, I remember them saying that when they got off the boat, when they found Well, they Wendy. said they were going to go back. But, I mean, the, the whole point is, um, you know, the question is, did they actually leave? We didn't see them leave. Doesn't mean they didn't. But it doesn't mean they did either. Yeah, they probably took a boat with Eric and Ariel before. <laughs> yeah, because we're Eric and Ariel yeah. and all this. And and by the way, if in fact what Regina said was true about this now new curse and how the fact that she's breaking it means that Storybrooke doesn't exist, they're going to go back where they came from. That means that their darlings are going to go back to London. Right. So 
True. So either way, they're going somewhere. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, also, um, she mentioned there was, uh, uh, Lindsay mentioned, I wish there was a mention of Ruby. I missed her a lot in this episode. And again, the, the difficulty with kind of waiting so long to kind of resume a storyline, you know, and now Megan Ori is on the other show mm-hmm. with Josh Holloway. Yes. Um, so yeah, nothing. You know, I remember when I heard rumors about a funeral scene, that was one of the things I was thinking of is to kind of close that off. You know, have maybe, you know, Ruby died and oh, you know, that, that would have been be horrible. It, right? uh, tell me about it. That would have been the worst. Um, but anyhow, so yeah, I mean, that's one of those untied up ends. Sure. Sure. Uh so she um uh, she also mentioned the book um i wish they would remember to take the book with them uh and i you know it it looked like the smoke went around the book i don't know if the book survived but i don't know if the book is going to be that important anymore i don't want to go off on a huge tangent so just kind of pull me back but it's like is the book important or is the message of the book important well, so here's the thing. We haven't seen the whole entire book. Right. So there could be stuff in that whole entire book yeah. that will give us clues for what's coming. But I don't think we're going to see the book in Enchanted Forest. I think we're going to see it in flashbacks is what I think we're going to see. Because, you know, Snow has said it and Jefferson said it. You know, you know, people say, well, it's stories. Well, what are stories? And it's, you know, it's passed down. People tell right. them and then people write them down. So... You know, it's kind of an, an well, and thought. here's here's the thing too because uh, let's see, uh, one of the important things that we did that I do recall from season one might have even been the pilot, but it was early early on in the season. Was in the book we saw the winged monkeys from right. Wizard of Oz. True. So that's in there somewhere. Yeah. It was there. Right. Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna see that at some point, I'm sure. Yep. I I agree. That's why I'm saying the book itself, the flashbacks, that's where we're gonna see it. And that's what's gonna give clues to the wicked witch stuff. Yep. That's my opinion. So Lindsay wondered if Hook was gonna be a singer. So uh she said, How could Emma afford that apartment in New York City? I'm assuming it is in New York City because the name of the next episode is called New York City Serenade. Hmm, maybe Hook is going to be singing. <laughs> and actually, I did a little looking around, and there was a song called New York City Serenade by Bruce Springsteen. And we're not the biggest Bruce Springsteen fans. No. But I really think you should listen to this. It's a very, it's actually a pretty song. Okay. And um, it, it's not Brucey Springsteen-ish it, it, it is, but it's not. Yeah, you need to listen to it. Okay. Uh, it's got a really kind of a cool intro. It's mm-hmm. really pretty. Mm-hmm. And uh, so here's some of the lyrics. I thought it was kind of interesting and maybe a foreshadowing. Uh, oh, she won't take the train. No, she won't take the train. She's afraid them tracks are going to slow her down. And when she turns, this boy will be gone. So long. Sometimes you got to walk on, walk on. So I don't know. We'll hook be there the whole time don't know will he be taken i don't know so 
Anyhow, hmm. but uh, that's definitely a link. You know, Adam and Eddie love classic rock, classic mm-hmm. music, mm-hmm. and they're always throwing in Lou Reed here and Black Keys over there. And um, they mm-hmm. even played a song uh, in season one when uh, Dr. Whale and uh, uh, Mary Margaret were in Grannies. Mm-hmm. That's one of the songs, uh, Red River Valley. That they play in uh, Big Thunder in the soundtrack. There. Oh, okay. And you, you can hear it there. It's just okay. Red, Red River Valley. Okay, that's funny. And they sang this song in uh, Tombstone. Probably, yeah. Anyway. All right. Uh, maybe Hook needed a mint. Uh, number 10, I do understand why Hook's kiss didn't work because Emma didn't feel the same way about him. She didn't know him. It was the same as when Charming kissed No after she took the uh, potion to forget him so right right because she forgot lost memories and lost memories are not the same as a curse Mm -hmm. a curse yeah uh and Lindsay wants jefferson to go back to uh maybe wonders if uh, jefferson is going to go back to neverland uh, will whale go back to the black and white world will ariel return to a mermaid Mm mm-hmm uh, what happens to the Neverland boys? That's another great group of questions. Right. Uh, will they go back to Neverland? And my answer, my, my uh, input is, will it be post-cursed Neverland? Because all the scenes we saw like way in the past Neverland, it was pretty. And the sun mm-hmm. was shining. And mm-hmm. it was, I don't know. So, But again, that's not where they're <clears throat> from. Where they are originally from was Enchanted Forest. Yep. Okay. So my thinking maybe is, they went back to yeah. their parents exactly because because hmm. Pan is yep. dead yep. so Neverland is Neverland going to exist anymore? Hmm. Good question. All right, uh, so uh, she also mentioned she listened to the uh, holiday podcast episode today and loved it. So if you have not, it's still free. <laughs> Once upon a time podcast dot com slash holiday. 2013 2013 and that's where you can go to listen to that thank you Lindsay, so much mm-hmm. and it looks like Lindsay used to do a lost podcast back Very in the cool. day so thank you so much for that uh and also Lindsay kind of s- spotted that uh, jennifer looked pregnant and uh she w- was kind of wearing Gibbon. yeah jennifer she was kind of wearing kind of Coaty kinds of things that could hide certain things. <laughs> You're made up words. Yeah. Billowy so, coats. Right. Full, very easily hidden type coats. Yep. Uh, all right. This is from Katie. And Dad's not really dead. And she kind of is discussing things that we've touched on before. I don't think that Rumpel's dead. Blue and Pinocchio came back to life. Right. So anything's possible. I think we'll still see plenty of uh, Rumpel regardless through flashbacks and other ways. They may even do something similar that they did with Lost with the uh, side flashes. So mm-hmm. who knows? Yep. Um, she was wondering if the Blue Fairy wrote the book. So that's a great question. For that. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so this is from Brad. This is the things I learned from the episode Going Home. Number one, it's flattering to have your heart ripped out. Just 
all in how you look at it. <laughs> Number two, hope is easy when you have a magic when you have magic wings and a wand. That's true. Number three, Smee needs to work on his physique. Yep, because I don't <laughs> think there's an LA Fitness there on Neverland or the boat. No. Number four, Tinkerbell takes a mean swig of rum. True. And she she knew exactly what it was for and reached oh, out like, yeah. okay. I'm down with the rum. It's probably Malibu rum. It's my favorite. Gives me headaches. Number five, fairies can hear conversations even when they're dead. Now, that's true. And they also cross their feet in a casket. Yeah, not their hands. The feet were crossed, which yeah. is kind of funny. I just, I don't know, it just struck me as a little odd. Number six, uh, never leave Rumple alone when he has a deal has to deal with unfinished family business. Isn't that the truth? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everybody left. Oh, yeah. Everybody left. Boy, if something was going to go down, yeah. now I know that they believe that he's like all powerful and stuff, but I would have, you know, I'll just, I'll just stay around. They were more concerned about getting Henry, though, making sure he was safe. Yep. All right. Uh, number seven, nobody was surprised by Blue's miraculous resurrection. Nope. Not even the nuns, probably. They were all... Right. You know, a little... Number eight, Snow cleans her bedroom closet every week. She has OCD. <laughs> she has OCD. She's got to do the same thing uh, every week. And then all of a sudden... And really, hey, the question is, does she really or is it just kind of one of those things? She said? Yeah, she could have been telling a when story. When it's set on Once Upon a Time and it's on she uh, been Facebook, making it- it's true. I believe it. I believe all of it. Right. Number nine. It's easy to strut around and pose when you've taken Pan's magic away. That's true. Do a little flourish. You know, twirl your hands mm-hmm. in the air. That's mm-hmm. just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Number ten. Hook's soul takes a while to prepare. Yeah. Yeah, because he he's got a lot to, of things. He to, wanted to know. Yeah. Confess and prepare. <laughs> if she was going to do it. If she was going to break the curse or not, because he had hey, he needed time yeah. to prepare. Hurry up, Hook. No, no, no. I'm still working on the whole tank stuff. Give me a minute. Hold on. <laughs> you know, because I think they had a past yep. something. All right, I'll continue. Here are some other thoughts about the episode, The Black Fairy. I love the idea of the Black Fairy. I'm confused why we have never heard about this important wand or fairy before. I agree that it may be Maleficent. And that will probably conveniently get the backstory around the time when the Disney Maleficent movie comes out. Yes. Mm-hmm. The book. I realize signs are pointing to the Blue Fairy writing the book, but I really hope it's not her. I would love to see someone like the dragon be attributed to writing it. Remember him? The dragon? Yes. Mm-hmm. That was shocked with a taserish mm-hmm. magical something. Mm-hmm. He was such a unique and mysterious character that we need to know more about. How did he know so much? Hmm. Very good point. Storybrooke. Storybrooke may have been physically removed, but I don't believe that changes anything that happened in the town. If Regina actually made it so it never existed, that would be messing with time. So far, the only things we've seen is Regina reaching into time through Jefferson's hat and grabbing the apple. Other than that, we've never seen the past changed. There was so much character development that I'm sure everyone else remembers Storybrooke besides Emma and Henry. Plus, we do see the end that Hook remembers Emma. Right. Yep. Rumpelstiltskin and the dagger. That's a little story title. 
<laughs> uh, all right. Uh, once <clears throat> last thought. Once one last thought. Uh, we have heard Rumpelstiltskin say, "If Pan dies, he dies." Since the show has never explained why this is, could it be that Pan made a dagger, mm-hmm. and it is the only thing that could kill him? If the creator of the dagger was killed, wouldn't it also kill the Dark One as well? Hopefully, they will explain this at some point. Have a great Christmas! Thank you so much. There's been a number yeah. of have a great Christmas from a number of emails, and we yeah. did. And we wish you the same back. Turn back the clock and yep. we would wish you the same. Yep. And hopefully nice New Year as well. All right. Uh, this is emails from Lisa. And uh, Lisa kind of was struggling a few episodes ago. But she says, this can't say enough about this episode. So emotional. So profound. Um, there were no words but plenty of tears. A few moments that stood out for me. Is it's eight fifteen again, mm-hmm. and there was also a kiss connection which I did not catch until uh, I read it here. As Emma was about to leave, Snow walked up to her and kissed her on the forehead, just as she kissed baby Emma before Charming took her to the enchanted wardrobe. Um, though she won't have her memories, will Emma still have her baby blanket? That's a very good question. Yeah, we don't know. Pan was right. Pan, Pan's prediction to Emma Neverland came true. She is an orphan again. In a way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah technically yeah. she is at this point. Rumpel's handoff. This is a very interesting point. Mm-hmm. We kind of talked about this. I also wondered if Rumpel actually did cut his own hand off, off camera, remove the cuff, and then heal himself after having his magical powers restored. How else could he have summoned his shadow and retrieved the dagger? That's a good point. It's a very good point. Now, we've seen him heal a arm <laughs> separated from a body right. before. Right. With Dr. Uh, the Will. doctor. We also saw him heal Bay's um, scratches. Right. Yep. So he has healing powers. He healed himself, too. He got cut on the face and he did this yep. kind of thing, you know, and, cl- and cleared it. So, I mean, he had healing powers yep. as the Dark One. He definitely had that. So it's entirely possible that he did cut his own hand off and then take the cuff off of it and then somehow restore his own hand. Yep. If that's even feasible. And again, who knows? All right. Uh, we have a couple of voicemails. So we're going to play the first one here. Hey, Jeff and Colleen, it's Tiffany. OMG, OMG. You know I don't usually watch the show until Monday, but it is um, Monday morning. Last night, I was 8 o'clock times, just not really good. I'm getting ready for school next day, getting my daughter ready, and I get this text at the 40-minute mark from my uncle that says, OMG, OMG, so I had to watch that night. I could not believe all the twists and turns. But at the same time, I loved your your first thoughts today. I'm still just reeling. I couldn't even believe it. Um, I woke my daughter up early this morning so she could finish watching it, and we watched right up until that 40-minute mark. That magic mark was Rumpel. And um, last night I realized I I couldn't even get emotional because I was just in shock. Today, a little bit more emotional. Wow. Hope you guys enjoyed the show as much as us. Thanks for doing the podcast. We'll be missing you because I'm sure you're going to take a break. Have a happy holiday and a happy new year. Wow. Can't wait for the part two of the, this season. Bye. 
Thanks, Tiffany. Thanks, yep. Uh, we, totally agreed. We still kind of feel the same way. I, mm-hmm. You know, uh, a number of other podcasts kind of said the same thing that I did. Is mm-hmm. It felt like a, a show finale. Yeah. Like this was it. Yeah, it could have been. And it, and it would have been a perfect ending, too. Yeah. If, that, if they yep. just didn't have anywhere else to go with this, that would have been a perfect ending. It would have been awesome. Some feel that um, that tacking on of that one year later scene was not good, and some people love it. I love it. I, 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 I think it gives it. a little taste of where we're going to go next. Right. And then it just kind of fuels the fire. If we didn't get that, that would be a long hiatus. Dude. Yeah, that is, that is a promise of really good <coughs> things to come. That's yeah. what I think. And I like yeah. that. I like that they gave us that little, hey, here's an early Christmas present. Yeah, we were doing a lot of OMGs uh, mm-hmm. over here as well. <laughs> so uh, thanks so much for listening and thanks so much mm-hmm. for the uh, voicemail. And uh, more than likely, we'll, we'll see you at the next Paley Fest, if mm-hmm. not sometime at uh, Disneyland. So excellent. So let me go back here to this. That was the winter season finale. Are you kidding me? That could have been a series finale. Hello, Jeff and Colleen. This is Brad calling in. This episode was phenomenal. And guys, I got to tell you, somebody must have been peeling onions around me because my eyes were watering. I was hoping to get Felix's backstory at some point, but I don't know if we'll ever see that now. I hadn't felt sorry for Felix one time since he's been on screen, but when I knew what Pam was about to do to him, I have to admit, I felt bad for the guy. He has stood by Peter's side even when the Lost Boys went against him, and the way that Pam rewards him is by ripping his heart out. But the sacrifice is the thing that you love the most, so Peter's feelings for Felix were real, because they had to be in order for the curse to work. Maybe this curse has such a high cost because it forces you to think about your decision in order to seek out your vengeance. You need to kill the one thing that means the most to you because revenge must now take its place. So not only does it rip a piece of your heart away, but it also sears your soul. What's even more sad is the people that make this decision without a dark curse. Pan chose freedom over his son. Cora chose magic over her daughter. And Rumpel chose power over his son. Now, some will wake up and realize their mistake, but others will never change. Malcolm could have had a good life with his son, but because of his self-centeredness, he pushed Rumpelstiltskin into becoming the dark one. If only parents could see how their actions would affect their kids in the future, they may think twice about living only for themselves. Malcolm was the ultimate coward, too scared to put Rumpelstiltskin before himself. There are many fathers like Malcolm out there today, and unfortunately, their kids will grow up with emotional problems. But there are a few who find that special person to guide them back, as Belle, Terry, and Neil did for Regina and Rumpel. This show has a great message that it's never too late. One of the amazing things I loved also in this episode was the actions of Regina and Rumpelstiltskin. As far as I'm concerned, their redemption is complete, and these two are heroes. Regina cast the curse out of revenge, but now she is stopping it out of love. I saw in Regina's eyes the innocent woman we saw back in Stable Boy. Even Henry recognized it when he said, You're not a villain, you're my mom. Rumpelstiltskin rescued everyone without the use of his crutch. He overcame his cowardness and outwitted his father. With no magic and no deal, he admitted he was a villain and that they didn't get happy endings. Then, in a selfless act, he sacrificed himself for everyone. 
I didn't know what to say after this whole scene. I mean, who would have thought that the two main villains would end up saving everyone? If Hope didn't show up at the end, you could have ended the whole series right there, and I would have been happy. Well, I can't wait to see what happens next in the second half of this amazing season. I'll talk to you guys later. Take care. Thanks much. Another great yes. voicemail yeah. from uh, Brad. and. Yeah. Uh, Great points. You're right. I, one of the things that I, I really didn't catch until we, we watched it is uh, when he looked at Bell and he said, "You made me stronger." Mm-hmm. And and that really kind of you know echoes back to what Brad is saying is is it takes sometimes you can't do it alone. It takes other people around you to kind of help you. Mm-hmm. You know, and and he's right. You know. Yeah. It, uh, Great, um, great points. And, um, but yeah, without that one year later, it would have been really long hiatus. Oh, dude. Sad, awful, long hiatus. That is it. Um, That's all that we have right now. I know we've gone a little bit long, but uh, I am working on doing some little mini episodes, some fun little mini episodes uh, during the hiatus. So, uh, we'll see. Um, we'll see what happens. But yeah, we're going to take some time off and relax a bit and kind of refuel and uh, and that kind of a thing. So I just kind of like to watch the whole series from the beginning no. in the hiatus. Okay. Just start all over and just roll through the whole thing. Okay. That's a goal I have anyway. All we'll right. see if it can happen. All right. That That is quite a goal. But you know, we got a number of months, so we have three months. We can easily do it. Okay, and we did it with Lost. We can do mm-hmm. a similar thing. All right. Uh, so I want to thank everyone for listening and supporting us. And if you do uh, use our Once Upon a Time Podcast dot com slash Amazon link, we appreciate that. Mm-hmm. You can also get to that by a store dot Once Upon a Time Podcast dot com. And uh, when you shop at Amazon, you get what you want. We get a small percentage. We thank you for that. And uh, I want to send big love out to everybody. It's the holidays and you know, lots of crazy stuff going on right now. So just uh, you know, take some big love, take what you need, and then pass it on however you want to to somebody else. That's the way that works. So, yeah, uh, I ah, – man – just just so much in this uh, great episode, but uh, we will wait and see uh, what the next uh, 11 episodes bring. And uh, we'll be back for some little episodes here and there. So that's it. Unless you have anything else. Mm-hmm. Take care, guys. And we're a tweet away or a email away or whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh, take care, guys. See you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This be a Roni's Own Media production. We want to hear from you. Our website be onceuponatimepodcast.com. Our email be feedback at onceuponatimepodcast.com. Our voicemail line be 657-333-0626. So tell other oncers that this be the place to be. 
Until we sail again, big love to you all, and we'll see you later. With me, good eye, of course. <laughs>